You're listening to the Adventuring with Osteoarthritis podcast. Do you want to learn how to live an active life with osteoarthritis? Hear inspiring stories from others just like you and find out the best ways to naturally tackle joint pain. This podcast has you covered. There are so many possibilities that your healthcare provider may not be telling you about and surgery isn't always the answer. This podcast is not medical advice. Now, here's your host, Doctor of Physical Therapy and Osteoarthritis Specialist, Alyssa Kewen. If you have osteoarthritis, whether it's knee arthritis, hip arthritis, low back, ankle, wherever it is, as a physical therapist, I have found five common mistakes that people typically make that actually can increase joint pain and can increase the severity of the symptoms. But this likely isn't your fault. This may have been something that you read, something that you've been told, or something that you overheard that just simply isn't true. That's why I wanted to make this video so that way you don't make these mistakes and sabotage yourself. If we have not met before, my name is Alyssa. I am a doctor of physical therapy and I'm also an osteoarthritis specialist. So I almost exclusively see people that have some degree of osteoarthritis. Let's get into these five things. Number one is just walking for exercise. Now this one is a common one just because a lot of times you're led to believe or maybe even told that walking is one of the best and maybe even the only exercise you can do if you have osteoarthritis. What I commonly find with walking is walking is primarily in a forward direction and if you follow me on Instagram or TikTok or YouTube, other YouTube videos, you may have already heard me speak to a variety. If you think about walking, so you're moving in a forward direction, but then you think about the way you move through daily life. You're likely moving forward, walking to the mailbox, walking down the driveway. You're always moving forward. This can be a problem because certain parts of the joint get stressed more often when we're moving in one direction. But if we switch it up and move sideways, move backwards and move in different ways, then we start to stress other parts of the joint. We start to evenly distribute those stresses. So you're not only stressing one part of the joint. Now, adding variety is one of the most important things when it comes to osteoarthritis. I have a video here that goes through some ways that you can add variety to your training, but I want you to know you can do more than just walking. And if you want to get better at walking, more walking likely is not going to get you there. Number two. When you're exercising, I've heard this from a couple different people that sometimes people tend to avoid certain body areas or certain limbs. For example, if you have knee osteoarthritis, I meet a lot of people who are like, yes, I exercise, you know, I follow XYZ, but I usually try to avoid training legs or I usually don't do strength training for my legs because I'm trying to save my joint or trying to save my cartilage by using it less when actually the opposite is true. Your cartilage and your muscles need movement. Our body thrives on movement. And when we don't have that, 
that's when problems start to arise. You have muscle stiffness, you have muscle pain, you have joint pain, you have joint irritation, and it can suscept you more to other injuries like a meniscus tear, for example. If we're not finding ways to move, especially our legs, because we need our legs to stand up and down from a chair, which is a squat, and we need our arms to be able to lift things up, and you cannot avoid certain areas. The best thing you can do is find movements that don't flare up your pain, which is why in my signature course, The Arthritis Adventure Blueprint, I talk about this a lot, and I give you a lot of examples and resources so that way you now know what is safe for your joints. You now know what isn't going to cause you damage. And this leads us to number three, which is not progressing. So if you have been following the same exercise routine for the past couple months, even for the past couple of years, Without progressing in difficulty of exercise, in maybe the amount of weight that you're using, or the depth of your squat, if you're always doing a squat to a really high chair or something like that, this can actually be detrimental. Because if we take the squat, for example, I have a lot of people who like to use the kitchen counter, squat down and then stand up or use a really high surface like a stool or a bed, something that you can actually stand up and down from. But what happens when you have to stand up from a really low chair or maybe you have to get into a really low car? This can become a problem. And so if we're not progressing and challenging different ranges of motion, if you're only exercising and bending your knees just a little bit, this is not going to prepare us for activities that are actually hard, so stairs and things like that. If we're not progressing in weight, you also may not be building the muscle that you think you are. Now, this is not saying if you're using twos or threes to go grab tens. It is a very gradual progression of weight to avoid injury and things like that, which again, in the Arthritis Adventure Blueprint, I take you through 12 step-by-step workouts on how to gradually progress resistance and weight so that way you can build strength without flaring up your pain. Because I do meet a lot of people who say, you know, I try to increase weight, I try to do different things, but I end up injuring myself. And this is a very common thing that happens. So that's why it's very important to follow a specific plan, a specific workout regimen that's going to lead you to your goals of maybe walking longer distances or squatting. If you want to do those things, we have to train the body in a certain way that a lot of times isn't going to happen if we're doing the same thing all the time. There's tons of things out there that we can do that are going to be safe for your joints, but also beneficial. Number four, if you have tight muscles, which is very common with osteoarthritis. Stretching may not be the answer. And if you're constantly trying to stretch, 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 but your muscles still seem to be tight, I especially find this in lower back pain and lower back stiffness. You're trying to stretch, 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 but it just keeps coming back. You feel great for a little while, but then it's right back to where it was. One of the best things that can actually help with muscle lengthening is movement. So 
if you are just finding yourself stretching for that tightness and you're not necessarily doing much exercise or much movement, maybe aside from walking, then you may continue to notice that stiffness and that stiffness may start to become worse. Stiffness or tightness is one of the responses our body uses to tell us, hey, this muscle may be a little bit weak, but I need it to be strong and stable. So I'm going to make it really tight. You either have strength or tightness that's going to give your body the stability that it needs. If that muscle is tight for a reason, then constantly trying to pull on that muscle or constantly trying to stretch it in different positions likely may irritate it a little bit more. Instead, the idea is to strengthen and the idea is to move that muscle through a range of motion. So you're not just cranking on it and trying to torque it, but you're moving it through a range of motion. The idea is for it to contract and then relax, which is why it's again important to know specific movements that aren't going to flare up your pain nor make things worse because that's obviously not the goal that we want. So stretching, although it can be helpful and it can make you feel better, if you accompany that with movement, that is going to give you the best bang for your buck. And number five, this comes in terms of like an osteoarthritis flare up, for example, all of a sudden you start noticing pain and you're not really sure why. There are tons of things, unfortunately, that can cause an arthritis flare up. And it can be kind of hard to pinpoint. But one of the primary reasons why you notice increased pain is probably going from zero to 100. And what I mean by that is, for example, if you usually walk your dog a block every day, maybe twice a day, just around the block, maybe less than a mile, and then all of a sudden you find yourself at Disney World where now you're walking seven miles five miles and all of a sudden you have a lot more pain or if say you don't usually go into the office and so you maybe get a thousand two thousand steps but then when you go into the office you are getting six seven upwards of maybe eight thousand steps and then you start to notice pain a lot of times it start it goes right into trying to blame something else the food you ate the weather those sorts of things now those can affect your joint pain, but this going zero to 100 of kind of a lower volume of activity usually, and then bumping it up very drastically without kind of training or doing any sort of practice or working up to these repetitions. Same thing if you were a runner and you ran a mile and then all of a sudden you went to run a marathon. Something likely will break down because your body cannot support you through that length of activity if it hasn't really been practiced. So sometimes it's not avoidable and I totally understand that. But if you know that that likely could be the cause of the flare up, then sometimes that can put you a little bit more at ease instead of trying to rack your brain of what you did wrong. And if you know that that likely is the reason, then it sometimes can give you a sense of relief that it's not necessarily anything serious. We've just done too much. Now, that being said, if you have not gone zero to 100, but realize that you're in a flare up and have all this pain and you're not really sure why, 
There are lots of other things like I just mentioned that can lead to a flare-up. In the Arthritis Adventure Blueprint, I walk through each one of these things that can increase your pain. That way, again, you know some of these causes so you can hopefully avoid them, but if you cannot avoid them, then it's knowing that that likely is the cause. It can really help to put a reason to something that is going on in your body. A lot of times it can put you at ease to say, okay, I know that this likely is why I have more pain. So you're not constantly worrying and constantly trying and searching for an answer, finding yourself in a black hole on the internet, and then all of a sudden going in for potentially unnecessary imaging, x-rays, that sort of thing. So it can save you a ton of money and time and just mental well-being if we can start to understand what can cause flare-ups and then how to fix them. So if you want to know more about this Arthritis Adventure Blueprint online course, the link is below in the description or in the podcast description if you're listening there. There have been lots of people from mild to bone-on-bone osteoarthritis that have found relief through finding things that flare up their pain, really being aware of activity, what type of movements actually feel good and which maybe you should avoid, and how to safely build strength because muscle support is the best joint support. I hope this was helpful and I hope that you can start to think about these five mistakes so you can avoid making them. Thanks for listening and hope it helps. Thanks for listening to the Adventuring with Osteoarthritis podcast. If this podcast has brought you hope and inspiration, make sure to hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Also, If you're looking for more information on how to start your own arthritis adventure, head to www.keeptheadventurealive.com or follow me on YouTube by searching Alyssa Arthritis Adventure. That's A-L-Y-S-S-A Arthritis Adventure. We'll see you next time.